Hey guys, welcome back to Two Weeks from Tuesday, a podcast that aims to be a friend and a confidant in life, love, and relationships through music, new perspectives, and truth. We are always here for you. I'm your host, Aaliyah Bloom. And I'm your host, Aaron Wakefield. And, and this, this is Two, two Weeks, Weeks from, from Tuesday. Tuesday. You should listen to what you want. Yeah, you deserve. Listen to what makes you happy. If you want to listen to psych rock, you should do that. A little bit of folk? Go for it. If you want to play heavy metal at the kickback, Maddie, go ahead. Music? It's expression. It's everything. Honestly, you're right. Thank you, Nico, for that amazing soundtrack. We just love our our little theme song. It's cute. It never gets old saying that. Should we tell? No, we won't. Not the I was going <laughs> to say, should we secrets. tell them the origin of the theme song? And we'll keep that a secret. Just Maybe for, for now. a later episode. Stay tuned. I can't believe this is only our second episode. I know. We've been so excited to see you guys. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. This is volume two. My local coffee shop hates me. And... Before we like get down to like get like get, get down groovy, we want to talk about the playlist because it's so amazing. We have some cool New York based artists. Yeah, so our our playlist or our playlist and the episode is about New York and we are talking about like New York rappers in particular. So this is an exciting episode for me and I'm just going to drop some knowledge on you guys. A little history lesson with Aaron just to kickstart the pod. Yes. Okay, so the playlist we try to go from like the start of the New York rap scene all the way down to like the most present um ending with our artist obviously. But um I just want to talk about Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh because my favorite type of rap is storytelling rap. I like when it has like a meaning behind it and you know there's like a a clear storyline in the beginning and an end and whatever whatever. And Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh were the beginning of storytelling rap. They started it. Um and they have a strong a, a strong. I'm so sorry. A song called The Show um that was fully freestyled and it's 7 minutes long and it's like a documented conversation between the two of them. And I remember like when I was younger my parents sitting me down and be like, "Okay, do you know Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh?" And I was like, "Okay, like, how how would I know them? Like, have you told me about them? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, this is like, this is what you need to know. So, I yeah. don't, I didn't know either of them. Just and then I some knowledge. I learned from you. Yes, and now you know. Storytelling rap is really cool, though. I just love rap that like has like the lyrics hit. I don't know because I feel like there's so much rap in today's day and age that's just like fuck bitches make money but like yeah this is like the roots this is the origin of where like all came from there's like meaning and yeah i i love storytelling rap and honestly it can be it can be fuck bitches get money as long as there's a story with it and i'll like it like like okay. talking about drugs like all that there's yeah. there's story behind all that yeah sometimes there isn't but like not i know not a new york rapper but like um j cole like wet dreams is a full story and it's just about him losing his virginity like it's like but it, I like it because, like, it comes full circle. It's a little story. Yeah. Oh, J. Cole is great. I love J. Kendrick, Cole. Kendrick, Kanye. Kanye is a little iffy right now. Kanye, we're not doing, let's not talk about Kanye. Everybody's talking about Kanye. I don't want to talk about Kanye. I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. This is kind of <laughs> funny, though. My brother and I were both Jewish. We both recently, in the past, like, month, bought Kanye posters. Is that all? <laughs> I think we have a Jewish swipe for doing that. We're in, Okay, but none of these people are in New York. You know who I like on our playlist? I like Aaliyah because she's a badass. R.I.P. Yeah. But 
I like, I like Biggie. And obviously Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh. Or I like every, like I like everybody. Nikki, Joey Badass. Oh my god. We have a we have a good playlist. We've got a cute Just... playlist today. But let's get into like the actual we're, enough about the playlist, even though like it's corresponding. Why, why is it called my local coffee shop hates me? I don't know. I think I have a great way of flirting with the baristas. I think I'm so sweet on the shift. Or not on the shift, like when I go to on coffee the shift. Shops. It's my shift. I'm usually working at coffee shops, but like yeah, why is it who who hates who? who? Hates you. Like, what is this about? Okay, so I have a local co- a local coffee shop, obviously, um, and it's called Semicolon. And the guy at the counter fully just doesn't like me, and I'm always nice because I I used to be a barista. Are you actually like, nice or I'm what? Actually, like, you give a grimace? <laughs> I'm actually nice. I was a barista for two years. Like, I I know that it's a, a difficult job. I'm actually nice to the baristas. <laughs> so like, I always go up and I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" And he just stands there and stares at me, and I'm like, "Okay." great and i'm like can i just get like an iced almond milk latte with extra ice and then he puts it in and like i'll pay and i'll be like oh thank you so much and he'll be like mm-hmm. and then he'll just walk away and then like i'll be standing there and i say thank you again when i like get the coffee and he just kind of like he's not fully rolling his eyes like i'm not trying to be dramatic but like it looks like he's rolling his eyes he hates me do you want validation are you on a quest to make him like you or are you ready to just is he the one that got away and you're just gonna have to move forward honestly i i feel like i'm gonna start this quest i like don't understand why he hates me i'm always sweet oh maybe sweet's the wrong (laughs) i'm never sweet i'm always appreciative for his services yeah i i feel like uh, what do you feel about this anyone who's a barista just like looks like 10 percent cuter Mm. actually okay no i do agree with that there is another guy that works at that same coffee shop and he's not cute but every time i see him behind the counter i'm like you're cute and then i saw him wearing a t-shirt the other day and it had obama on it and it was like legalize it and obama was like holding like a joint and i was like he is so sweet (laughs) no he's not (laughs) you you think the honest people are sweet yeah i'm like ooh, you wrote like my name like is there a little heart on top of the eye like that's like i think you're sending a message you're giving me a little extra phone (laughs) like i love you i had a little barista recently hitting on me and i felt like on cloud nine oh yeah she was flirting hardcore i was like and i was looking ugly i was like why i was not i was looking schlub (laughs) what is schlub just not cute yeah but no it's called my local coffee shop hates me because this episode's about new york and that's my local coffee shop and it's just like we're trying to make it here you know yeah if anyone asked i'm actually from new york from the upper west side tell us about it tell us about your time living in the city as a city girl (laughs) as a city girl well i only lived there um in the upper west side till i was 11 and then my mom moved or like we all moved because she got a better job. <laughs> my mom moved. His mom. Moved. She mom. didn't move before us like a little bit. She got a kick, j- jump start. But um, we all we all went to. Where am I going with this? Where am I going? <laughs> Tell us about your time in New York. <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so I think it was really cool. We always um went to parks and zoos, and it was we never had to be in a car. It was like walking everywhere. There was always something to do and see. It was it was lovely, and I don't think I appreciated the beauty of New York and excitement until getting older and appreciating the city. Once I had a little more of a brain on myself, <laughs> and then Aaron moved only like mid twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, Summer. Jul- I moved here in July. This has been my dream since I was like baby Aaron, since I was like living life within a single digit. let me just be poetic about it yeah no i i've always wanted to move to new york um 
and I finally made it here. Um, and I love it, even though my local coffee shop hates me. <laughs> that's just that's a, that's as bad as it can get. Honestly, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and Aaliyah was actually here when um me and my roommate like moved in. She helped us get moved moved in. I don't know when. I'm trying to figure out when the date. We woke up at like seven o'clock in the morning. And like came, like took the train from Jersey, and then like um, my parents, my roommate's parents, like drove up and like brought us our furniture. It was a really long day, and it was like it was difficult. Like I live uptown, um, and like the streets are small, and like we had these huge U-Hauls. It was it was a lot, but um, I'm saying all this because we had a really fucking fun night the first night that we were here. We were so tired, and. I said bye to my parents and I'm like, like, I'm crying. I'm like, I made it. I made it to my city. And Aaliyah's like, let's go out. We need to have well, a night. we have to. Like, <laughs> this was, so like, I'm going to rewind because I don't think Aaron put emphasis on this. Like, Aaron, like, she's dreamed of living in New York since she was little. And like, Aaron has busted her ass to get to like where she is. Like, she worked hard. And like, I think just as like her, one of her biggest cheerleaders to see her finally make it and like all by herself, you know, independently do it. I was just like a proud mother. Like she, like <laughs> she made it, and it was like a very city. a very sentimental day. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like I feel like there are very few things in life you want just so bad yeah. from such a young age. Yeah, I like I never loved anything, anyone more than I've loved New York. I've just always I don't like. I it don't feels know what right. It is. Yeah, and I like now after living here, I kind of like get a little anxious leaving the city and like when I come back I just have like a new like I have like a second wind because I'm like I'm back I'm back in my city I'm like my, I know like okay this is something I've been saying to my roommate a lot I'm like I just know my block misses me like nobody <laughs> on my block <laughs> knows me this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it I, I just like nobody on my block knows who I am and I like come back and I'm like ah the block missed me <laughs> <laughs> the music of the heights i love how you walk out of aaron's apartment and there's just so much music and like culture i don't know yeah Washington my, heights is so cool yeah my sister visited and she was like oh my gosh people actually sit on the stoop and listen to music i was like yeah it's new york it's my it's, city it's so cool and I, I remember even um there were so many times before aaron moved I love the city, too. I think I have a deep appreciation for it. Like, I just love the go, go, go. I think Aaron and I are very fast-paced. We're moving and grooving, like, 28-7, not 24-7. Yeah. Some other clockwork. And, yeah, like, we used to go to the city as a treat um, from, like, Jersey, whatever, from Boston. And, like, I feel like everything would just click into pace. And we would feel like we found a place that can, like, match our match our pace. Yeah. We... we... What we did it two times last winter, like once in February, once in March, and we like literally booked a hotel, and then that was the coolest thing ever because I didn't <laughs> really have money like that nights. to just like book hotels like that. <laughs> I don't know. I was in I was in school, and everyone was just like, "I'll get us a hotel," and I was like, "Really." <laughs> Like what? Like it was like probably one of the most alpha things Aaron's done. I was like, okay, I was having my moment. I just like there was just like a. I remember I like was just stressed about work and stuff, and I didn't want to be. I did like I didn't. I was working at Starbucks at the time. And I just didn't want to be there, so I like took a couple days off, and I was like, I'm going to my city. Like it just like coming to New York, just even for a couple days, like gave me it's the energy to a keep reboot. moving. Yeah, I was like. Which some people don't feel like. Which that, is though. funny, yeah. It's, some it's, people are a drained. lot of people are overwhelmed and like overstimulated. I think if people like were in the right area, knew the right people, and gave it a chance, they could assimilate. Like 
I just don't get how people don't like cities. Some people are like, I just want to live in a log cabin in Vermont. Like right now, I'm like, that sounds yeah, terrifying. When you're young, like, like I mean, I wouldn't mind moving somewhere a little quieter once well, I got like older. In like ten older. years, ten twenty years, yeah. But like now, I feel like this is my moment. This is my New York dream. I don't know. And I would say, um, as like Aaron and I both being writers and creatives, there's just so, there's so much, much stimulation, so much room for seeing characters getting inspired. Like that's one of my favorite things about the city. You can walk the same street every day and you would get a new story and make a new vision out of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just like the excitement. I like something new all the time. Yeah. And I like things open late. Like, like in my hometown, things close at like 9 p.m. (laughs) Or not my, or I guess hometown's New York, but where I was living for a while, everything closed at nine. And it's like, now what? Yeah. I feel like, well, we always entertain ourselves whenever I come to Boston. Yeah. It's just, but, but like in New York, you're like, okay, we could go. Literally, like, we've had nights where, like, it's 11 o'clock. And we're like, do we want to go out? Maybe. Like, let's go out, I guess. Like, let's go. In Boston, you can't do that. We recently went out in Boston at midnight to, like, the, the local sparse. club. Sparse. Five people in there. Sparse. It was, it was like so a Saturday bad. night. It, yeah, that was disgusting. I was I was pissed off actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. We were trying our best. Like Aaron and I, when we go out, we dance. We we dance well, but like we're we, we dance well. We were trying, but we were trying, and it wasn't working. Okay, so what's your favorite thing about the city? Like, other than the fast pace, um, I I think I like that you can walk everywhere. I I like that there's just so much to see all the time. That is my favorite thing. But I also really like, um, I like the coffee shops and I like just the ability to walk everywhere. The coffee shops the are coffee so cute. The coffee shops are so sweet. There's just so many cute little places. I just, why can't there be like coupons for like <laughs> coffee places? <laughs> like I want like free coffee from these like sweet. I want a little card, you know, the, the little hole punch card. But like, Thanks. why? Did, who thought it's acceptable to charge milk and espresso with a little design for eight bucks? Yeah, who uh, thinks this is okay? It's, it's beginning to feel outrageous to me. Um, I'm upset. I this is I, when I moved here. I hate it. I had to switch to I like plain iced coffee because like I was spending too much on lattes. Um, I like I can't be spending eight dollars a day on a latte unless it's my special latte from Felix. We'll give a little shout out. Yeah, we're giving uh, Felix Roasting Co. Yeah. We found it when we were here, like, last, on our little trips, when we were coming from Jersey. Um, We found this place called Felix Roasting Co., and it's, like, the best coffee you will ever taste. They have nut milk. They have nut milk. It's a blend. It's a a nut blend. It's delicious. It's, like, macadamia nuts, cashews, and almonds. It's delicious. It's, like, it's... All my hopes and dreams in a cup. You're getting giddy. I'm getting giddy. I'm gonna so cry. Good. I was gonna say I have tissues, but I don't. It's okay. <laughs> oh, and you know another banging place. Speaking of just like places we love, Blossom. Oh, Blossom's so sweet. No, I I love Blossom. When did we we found that. Wait, that oh. was just a just a great trip. That's when we found the other. That's when we found Felix too. Mm-hmm. Like we, we found them, they're like a match from heaven. This, yeah, we found them all at the same time. Blossom is an all vegan, like slightly nice, slightly nice restaurant. We treat it like it's a McDonald's. So <laughs> <laughs> we just go in there looking any kind of way. 
It's but it's so good. You can order it on DoorDash. I don't recommend though, just because like it's we get, good fresh. We get the Blossom Burger. Yeah, we do. But the nachos are amazing. And, and the tiramisu. Ooh. The tiramisu Ooh, is the tiramisu. such a treat. But last time I got the tiramisu, Erin would not go halvesies, and she always goes halvesies. And I ate all of it because I don't have any self control, <laughs> and my stomach hurt after. My stomach, <laughs> and I'm a little like ooh. <laughs> That's okay. We work through it. I'll though. split it with you next time. Yeah, but wait, what? What's your favorite part, or like one of one of your favorite parts of the city? I okay, so I like that it's walkable, and I also like like public transportation. I'm not a big fan of the bus, but I do really like the train, which I feel like is a hot topic because a lot of people kind of don't like the subway. But I, I really, really love the subway because I, I, I have always hated driving, and. When I was dry, like when I would drive, I would be like, oh, I wish I could do something. Well, like I obviously I'm listening to music, but I wanted to like read or something. So it's nice to be able to get on the train and like sit down and read my little book and listen to my little music. And sometimes I just stare. It's it's a nice routine. I think I have like some of my best thoughts on the train, honestly. And I I love the people watching. I feel like I like like to read. I'll go in waves of reading, but like I just love to make stories about like what all these dynamics are and listen in. And just also, I'm like enamored by like how so many people are just on these tiny little boxes with their necks craned down. Right. No, not their necks craned. <laughs> craned down I've, on the phone. I don't Everyone's understand how they're addicted. doing it on the subway though, because like there's the, no service. Yeah, the service goes in and out. What are they looking at? Are they just like, yeah? What what are they? What looking? are they? What are they looking at? There's nothing going on. Like no. you can look up. Yeah, the only time I look down on my phone on the train is to, like try to change the music. This is similar to like. Okay, I'll start with this. I just love when someone else is people watching and, like, you give them, like, the solidarity look. Like, I see you're looking and I'm looking. It kind of reminds me of, like, the runner's solidarity if you wake up really early in the morning and go for a run. It's like... Yes, it's like... I, there's, like, a little nod. Or I had this moment, like, I feel like I always have this special little moment on the trains, but this is in Boston where, like, I'll see someone cute and I'll be like... I'll see Are, cute. are you looking at me like I'm looking at you? <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes when I'm just, like... I've definitely like smoked and then went on the train like in the nights. Like, are we having this? Are we feeling the same thing? And then we just go back to our. Yeah, no. Sometimes I get fully convinced that like I've fallen in love with somebody just on the train. I remember I was sitting down. There's a tension. Like, yeah, like you can feel like sitting right next yes, to someone. I was like sitting right next to a guy and like reading my book, and he was reading his book, and like out of nowhere, he just like scooched closer to me, which is strange because why do you like? Usually you scooch farther away, like if somebody moves, but the person on the other side of them, other side of him got up and then he like moved closer to me. And I was like, oh my God, are we about to kiss right now? I feel like there's a lot of unspoken communication between humans and in the train that just a place where it is seen, unless I feel like I'm ga- like I'm just gaslighting myself and like people actually are just very self-absorbed and like no one gives a shit and no one looks. Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like there is like... I feel like I'll see people on the train. Like we're connected. My favorite thing is also just looking at what everyone's reading. Uh, yeah, I like to do that too. I'm like, I saw. Oh, what was the book? I saw someone reading something really strange. The other, I can't even remember the name. Let's not stay on the topic. But yeah, I don't remember. But like, what what are you reading? Didn't you have like a cute little like book routine? You were telling me about it recently. Oh, my little book routine. Okay, I feel like so the fans would love to hear. I've fallen out of this routine because I've been so busy. But my book routine. Um, for a little while, it was like every two weeks, um, I would... From Tuesday? Yes, every two weeks from Tuesday. <laughs> no, every two weeks, I would go to Barnes & Noble and um, paint this pic- 
paint this picture out from Barnes and Noble. I'm so invested. I like love this story. My sweet little. Please share. Get a coffee. Go to Barnes and Noble. What coffee? Why? No one ever tells me details about stories. I'm pissed. You know my coffee order, but they don't. Almond milk latte or an iced almond milk latte with extra ice. Okay. But no, my little routine was like every two weeks I would go and get two books and I would read one book a week and. Then but what section do you go to? Like, where do you go? What aisles? Mm, Okay, so I like there's like okay, so I go to the Barnes and Noble on the Upper West Side, and there is like a table right at the top of the escalator that's like books that like are really popular, but not like book top book talk popular. Um, so like I remember The Stranger by Albert Camus was on that table, and I was like, and I was I went looking for that book that day, and I like got to the top of the escalator and I saw and I was like there's my book it's my day I'm getting this book today (laughs) yeah I was so excited honestly I didn't I and then I didn't know that that book was gonna ruin my life (laughs) (laughs) I don't to anybody who wants to read start reading the stranger I don't recommend don't don't do it I like go to the bookstore I love I love the idea of books I love bookstores I will stay in them forever but like I don't know. I'm just, I go in waves of reading and I have way too many books and I keep buying and buying and buying. And I've literally read probably like three books this whole year. Really? No, maybe a few. Maybe a You're few more. Me. <laughs> You're scaring me. I don't me. know. With school, it's hard to read. That's true. Yeah. But like once you're out, you can sometimes find time. But like, I don't know. I just love bookstores. <laughs> it's a it's a good day if you can hit, like get into like a cute like little one. Yeah. But... Okay, we can we can bring it back to trains. You know what's something about Erin? She's talking about like, oh, I love all of these trains. I love the subway, but she is letter phobic. I am letter phobic, and I, let's talk. She sounds so proud about this. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, what... okay. I don't think I'm as letter phobic now. I used to be because okay. So I really enjoy the one train, even though that's like a hot topic. Nobody likes the one train. I don't know. I don't know what everybody's issue is. I feel like I see a lot of really nice people on the one. Not nice. Maybe they're not all nice. I feel like I see a nice range of people on the one train and it's like it's local. It stretches from like one end of the city to the other and you can get anywhere. I could look at an address and hop on the one train in the correct direction and I'll make it there. And like I feel I don't like the letter trains because I feel like they're confusing. And like the I so the other train that's like close to me is a C train. And like every time I go to the C train, it takes 15 minutes for it the to come. The C train almost made me late for like the, the bus back to always Boston. Makes me I used late. to be chill with it. I thought we were homies and then like it kind of played me. Yeah. It was breaking down like three times. I was like, what are you doing, king? King, queen, <laughs> queen? train. But like, for whenever I go down for the one train, it's like two minutes away. I'm like, oh, you are so sweet. What I think is relevant is a song on our playlist, One Train By with ASAP Rocky. Rocky. But also, it's like a posse cut, I think. I think there's some other... A posse cut. <laughs> a posse but, cut. Is it ASAP Mob? Oh, is... my God. I didn't do my homework. You didn't do your homework? I'll do some homework for everyone right now. Check it out. Check it out. Check is, it out. is it? No, no. It's Yeah, it's Kendrick, Joey Badass. Um, oh. Who was the first person? ASAP Rocky. Yeah, it was like a compilation of people. And I like... <sighs> they hate the one train in that song. They're not... But you like the one train. Aaron actually had this really cool uh, metaphor for sitting on the one train. Like I feel like you should share that. That like hit me when you like explained it. I okay. So the one train, 
Okay, one thing I was really sensitive to when I first moved to the city was just the... I mean, I guess I'm sensitive sensitive to it in general, but, like, the wealth gap and, like, the homelessness and everything. Um, and I feel like it's easy to get desensitized to that kind of stuff when you're in the city for so long. But on the one train, because it stretches, like, across the entire island, you... And where I start, I start in Washington Heights. And then, like, when I first moved here, me and my roommate were taking the train to, like, I don't even know, like, 21st Street or something. And when you see the way people live where we live, and then you take the train all the way up there, it's easy to, like, be like, what the fuck? Like, how are you living so much better? And you're only, like, six miles away. I don't I don't know. I feel like the one train carries you through the story of New York and like where you start, like when you start where I live, like you see gentrification and you see homeless people and people struggling to like make it to the next block. And you like you see the people who actually built the city and then you take the train like all the way down to like to lower Manhattan and you see the people who are pretending like this is their city. If that makes sense. I don't know. No, you do like, know. That was that was very well said. You do know. <laughs> you do know. No, I hate when people say I don't know after like a very complete coherent thought. Like that was, that was beautiful. Yes, it is the story of New York and like wealth inequality and I don't know how capitalism messes with our system. Or not it doesn't have to be capitalism specifically, but like how money and power and status, all that translates. You could even see it probably with some of the artists we have on our playlist who probably started at that side and then have made it to yeah. the lower east side and seen the translation. And I don't I don't know. Yeah, you lose you lose some character once you make it to that other side. Not not everyone, but not every, yeah, but you can. I mean, yeah. I I definitely agree with you though. Like I think you and I are both empathetic people. And it's like it's it's hard to know what to do. Like do you when you see people on the street, I I feel I'm like, oh, we're in different places. Like, I don't know. It's 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 a lot to take in because there's a lot of struggle in the city, and it's not all glitz and glam. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I also get sensitive seeing people on the train who are like our age or like probably younger. Like I saw a guy who was probably a year younger than us, and like he was kind he was like, you he was you could tell that he was on drugs, and I was like, I was gonna ah. say something like that too. I was like. I don't know why I think this, but with people who are our age and they're, you can tell that they're on drugs and like they're struggling. I always think this person belongs to someone. And I'm like, I, I don't know why I have that thought, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like they have a, like they had a. They ha- yeah. And like that could easily be someone I know that could easily, like, you don't know, like things just sometimes you can slip they go domino effect environment the way you grew up wrong wrong crowd round place yeah i think like environment is key set yourself up with people you love and people who are gonna put you in the right direction um yeah it's also really sad to see all the gentrification going on and just how so many buildings like especially on your side of the area are getting yeah they're getting and i live in a gentrified building and i was like that was something I, I literally asked Leah that when I first moved here. I was like, can I contribute to gentrification if I'm black? I was like, f- is that- what do you guys think like, about that? Yeah, I was I was I was getting upset just like thinking about it. But if you don't want to contribute, shop at your local grocery stores and stop going Super to Superfood Town. Superfood Town. Shout out to Superfood Town. I love I love that place. But don't 
Like, I could just as easily go, like, take the train up to the Upper West Side and go to a Whole Foods or, like, a Trader Joe's. But then that would mean they're getting more business and they would probably move the Whole Foods, not move it, but build a Whole Foods or, like, a Trader Joe's, like, where I live. And then people, people wouldn't can't be able, afford it. People, and then they would have to be moving Food insecurity. Out, like, and ah. they can't, oh, it's, it's just, a it's a lot. So shop at Superfood Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything local. Yes. Shop at your local stores. Go to your local pharmacies. Like... We don't have to get Ooh. into this, but I just feel so helpless sometimes. I don't know. I like I was a social justice major and econ at Babson. And, like half of the courses were just like saying how the world's fucked. And like, oh, there's so many ways. Like, I just don't even feel like I know always how to involve myself to be better. Yeah. And I guess that takes research. But I don't know. There's there's so much beauty and joy to New York and the greater world. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like a there's flip. There's yeah. a, there's a lot. Definitely. It's easy to like romanticize the city. I don't I don't know. Like I, I definitely romanticize like it. The melting pot, like yeah, the excitement, like, Broadway, Times coming Square. coming from different places. Avoid Times like Square. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, everybody's coming from different places and they're just like trying to make it. It's sweet. It's a, like New York is beautiful. And I think like, I don't know, with anything that's beautiful, there's like a a not so beautiful side to it. Nothing's fully beautiful. Oh, we don't. Is that what you're saying? That I don't know. That's like philosophical. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we don't get into that. Define beauty. What is beauty? What even is beauty? Is it? (laughs) It's all perception. Nothing's real. That's been my thing. Like, like for anything big, I'm like, nothing's real. Doesn't even matter. (laughs) I don't know if that's like pushing it away too much, but I don't know. Do you think it's time for a question soon? Yeah, maybe. What's your question of the day? Oh, honestly, okay, we're going to get into question of the day for my little segment. But for some good TV shows, there are some banging TV shows that are based like the like cast in New York. Mm-hmm. I am going to just plug Broad City on Hulu. Two girls who just like are mid-20s getting into shenanigans and they smoke a lot of weed and like are kind of like not figuring it out and just like simple concept, but I don't laugh harder at uh, any other show. I'm plugging High Fidelity. I, I stand by it. I agree. Oh, Zoe Kravitz? I love High Fidelity. That's my show. Are you going to explain it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say no. Like, what <laughs> if people like, don't let me know? reminisce really quick. Yeah, you're really to really you just... guys. I feel like most people know High Fidelity, though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't um, know. But it's just about a girl who owns a If record. you're listening to this, you should know about High Fidelity. You should. <laughs> and you should watch it's, it. It's a, and it's really music-based. Because, okay, so it's about a girl who lives in Brooklyn and she owns a record shop. And it's, like, about her. It's a rom-com, kind of. Like, it's about her romantic endeavors. She starts off talking about, like, her top five heartbreaks or something mm-hmm. and then like it just goes on about the like story of i guess i f- i feel like it takes place in like a year but there's only one season and i'm pissed about it yeah they said i thought they were gonna have more and then zoe kravitz was just like mm. let me stop it's such that shows such a vibe i yeah. love it oh also seinfeld and i'm not explaining of that course. but si- and then like jerry jerry <laughs> <laughs> seinfeld and then what what else sex in the city sex in the Okay, sometimes I feel like Aaron and I say like that I'm like a little like Carrie Bradshaw and then Zoe Kravitz, like yeah. Rob from High Fidelity. I feel like we're Those both a squirrel. Yeah, like I got my little martini when we went out recently, and Aaron got her. Um, oh, what's that? 
You, she got a Manhattan. I got a Manhattan. I don't know what she was thinking. Erin doesn't get drinks like that. And she just thought I, it was her special I day. usually just get my little vodka soda and move on with my life. But I was like, let me try to be fancy. And I got a Manhattan and I just. It wasn't for her. It was just not my day you that day. Tr- you tried your best. But yeah. anyway. Oh, what's okay. your question? So if you're in like on a date, a conversation, a sticky situation, and you just like don't know what to say, like it's stale or people are being dry. You should ask this question next because I think this one is very silly and relates to being in the city. So my question is, let's just say you could create your own whole city, you know, and it could be it's just like it's your own city and it's like filled with clones of yourself. What would it look like? What would the atmosphere be like? What would it feel like? I don't know. Just like kind of everything. Kind of everything. Dude, did I did I articulate that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like my city would be full of people minding their own business. <laughs> like would it be silent? It probably would be. It'd be pe- like full if it was full of it's full of me, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all clones of you. Well, yeah. In this so, city. And what would it look like too? It would just um honestly Oh, what would it look like? Okay, so I it, see brick, like brownstones. Yeah, there would be like okay, yeah. Definitely brownstones. It would be a nice walkable city with trains that took you everywhere, like a bunch of trains going across and vertically. Like I love that. I just I just need that. There would be coffee shops on every corner, but it would be like completely silent. <laughs> I don't think anybody. No one would talk to anyone. It's no. a bunch of Virgos in a in a whole city. In a whole city. Can, look, okay, so you know how I was saying that, like the guy at my coffee shop. I'll be like, oh, can I have a like, can I have this? And he'll be like, mm-hmm. like that's exactly how, like. Imagine me walking up to the counter oh for my- me to make a drink for myself. It would be. I would be like. I would be so scared to like flock <laughs> onto your city. I would disrupt your city. Be like, who is this? Who is this girl? alien is disrupting the peace? Yeah, I feel like a lot of bookstores too. Oh, definitely. Like lots of book, lots like little writing shops and coffee, like yeah. everywhere. That would be sweet. What's your city? It would just be like really bright and fun and sunny and like yappy and positive and flowers. Flower gardens. Um, Not flower gardens. Yeah, flower gardens, like nature, <laughs> but like also walkable and like lots of coffee shops, lots of places for writing, some cool bars. And we would mm-hmm. have a great time. It would just be like a little chaotic, but like in a cute way. Chaotic but cute. Maybe we'd piss each other off sometime. All sometimes all my clones, but <laughs> like it's fine. Just like chill out for ten minutes and it's take a take take a lap. Take a oh, lap. a lot of gyms too. Yeah, and like outdoor gyms. Too. Parks. Those are fun. Like parks. Parks, but like I like the parks that have like the workout equipment that actually work. You would work out outside. Oh, I've done it before. I love doing it. I would feel so not cute doing that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no. Oh wait, this is funny, guys. Before we move to Aaron's thing, Aaron's little bit. Oh wait. Also, in my city, whiteboards everywhere for ideas. Oh, true. No chalkboard. Chalkboard. Chalk, like yeah. I don't like I the see scratch. chalk all over the sidewalk for you. Oh, I love that. Okay. Anyway, like I... hey, have a good day. <gasps> hope oh, hope you are like hey, I love you. Just the you kind of love. Spread positivity and kindness because it's contagious. Um. So I was gonna say, Aaron has this theory about Central Park. I'm just like back flipping because I like I will Aaron forgot to mention this. I want you to. <laughs> mentioned because we we're talking about train central park all yes. that yes okay 
okay, I get really upset because I live on the west side. And, like, west side, yeah, I like the west side, whatever. But it's hard for me to get to the east side from where I live. And it always takes me up and around Central Park. Like, I have to take a train downtown and then back uptown on the east side to, to like, just get to the east side. It Like, literally the other day, it took me an hour to get from 157th Street to 72nd. I was like, there's no way that should take that long. So I want somebody to tell me why there are no trains that run underneath Central Park. I think there's something, like, weird going under Central Park. That, yeah. Like, the, it's the government, maybe. Like, there should be trains under there. Yeah. Why? Like, what's, what is the reason? I, I really want to know. If you know, just hit us up. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay, Maybe now there are, like caves under there. Now on to the segment you guys have all been waiting for. <sighs> Aaron's what's in and what's out. I've been so excited to hear about this. Yes, and trench coats, obviously. Um, I got okay. So we're talking. We were talking about high fidelity. Um, high fidelity. <laughs> in high fidelity, the main character has a trench coat that she wears like with every outfit. And I was like, I need to find this trench coat. It took me like a year to find. Actually, probably longer than that. It took me probably like two years to find like the perfect trench coat because I'm tall. I'm a long person. I'm tall, so um, like I had to find a trench coat that went like to mid calf, um, and I finally found it. And I was just living my best life. I feel like I have another in. Can I or can I offer one? Yeah, offer me an in. This is just like New York City based. Um, recently, Erin and her roommate and I. I feel like everyone in New York has to look good if you go to the Lower East Side. I think in wearing t-shirts and not giving a shit always. Agreed. T-shirt at the club is definitely in. I can't believe I got invited on the segment. I don't know if I got, I kind of inserted. You, you deserved. No, I, and I think the t-shirt at the club is effective because I'm going to expose effective. my roommate. Effective. It's effective. I'm going to expose my roommate. She pulled last night in a t-shirt and Dickies. <laughs> Was so, he amazing? That's a that's different question. An undisclosed. We're not gonna stop talking about that. that. That's, that. We love the roommate, <laughs> Miss Maddie. You're great, <laughs> Miss Maddie. Miss Maddie. Um, what's yeah. out? I like out. I like when okay, you say I what's have out. My, I have my out out Nike socks because they're adolescent. I feel like people are wearing Nike like the, just like the Nike tube socks with the simple little Nike swoosh I feel like people are over wearing them you know oh, no. I'm wearing <laughs> Nike socks I'm wearing literally what <laughs> jeez I feel like people why adolescent uh, because people are wearing them you don't are talk, wearing them <laughs> you are she is wearing but I have on a chill fit right now but I feel like people are wearing them with like I've seen people wear them with like Doc Martens and they're sti- the Nike sign is sticking out of the Doc Martens. I do that. What are you doing? Like, you have on a cute fit. Why are you putting on athletic socks? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, you used to have cool socks back in the day. I did. You used to, like, she used to have all these fun designs that match like the sock color to whatever fit. It was so thoughtful. Remember my milk socks? The milk socks I are iconic. Those green guys. My oh. milk socks. They have, I still have them, but they have holes in the bottom. Aaron last night when we went out was wearing a sock with like a the sock he- was well, yeah you oh. were wearing a sock with a heel out yeah we, like okay, the we, heel was cut out and that's something I do and the, uh, Aaron's I'm, very organized I was like why do you have like a sock with a big hole in it, it only I'm supposed to do in the that. bottom of it we went out last night and I laid down on the couch I was like Aaliyah, can you take my shoes off and she took my shoes off and she was like what is this <laughs> why do you have a yeah Aaron's just very organized and put together I was like a hole in her sock I feel like would not fly it's just like out of character. But anyway, speaking of character, 
we're very excited for you to meet our musician that's coming up. Yes, we're. I, I'm so excited for this. He interview. is so talented. Yes, we are. We're, let's just get to it. We'll see you guys after the break. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Can't yeah. wait. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, we're back from the break and we're here with our special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? I would love to. Uh, my name is Joey. Uh, I go by 31 Donnie as well. Um, I'm uh, I'm originally from the Massachusetts area, um, but have been working on a lot of the music stuff out in Albany for the past two years or so. Um, and just, just moved out to the city within the last two months here. Um, the group that, that I work with, um, called White Lighter. Um, we have, for a while now, we've had sort of half of our base out in Albany and half in the city. So um figured for me it was time to make the move out here. But um, yeah, definitely done a lot of work in Albany as well. Yeah. Funny story, Joey and I actually met during a, a shoot that we were both PAing for last month. And he mentioned that he made music. And I was like, oh, me and my friend are making a podcast. And I guess the rest is history. <laughs> this is the truth. This is a true story. True story. Yeah, I remember when Erin did the PA and she said, oh, I met this really cool guy and he does music. And yeah, so thank you, Joey, for coming on the show. We're so happy to have you here. And one of the first questions we want to ask you is, why did you come to New York? And do you recommend moving to the city? Um, It's a it's a very, very interesting question. I would, I mean... Based on everything that I, based on all the advice that I have gotten from others, I would say yes. Um, no, but what about from yourself? We're not asking other people. We're asking you, Jeff. Yeah, we want to hear your opinion. Speak your truth. It's very, very early on in the experience. I think that, um, you know, just based on sheer numbers, you can't really argue that, like, there's a lot of opportunities here that, that don't exist in smaller cities. Um, and, I mean, this just being, like, such a entertainment sort of capital for the world. I would say, yeah. um, but at the same time, I, I, just based on how, how things happen and who I'm working around, um, we had a lot more like roots in the Albany music scene, which albeit is a good amount smaller, but it is, I mean, it's a scene with talented, talented artists out there. Um, and, uh, uh, one of my guys, Hank has been doing it out there for, for 10 years or so. So. I have sort of a, a like confused relationship with like where the opportunities are at because that's still like we play a lot of our shows in Albany. So I'm traveling right now from New York to Albany to do shows, which is not really like most people's experience, I would say. Um, definitely trying to trying to branch out a lot more here in the city as well. But yeah, but it's cool that you have that base in both areas. No, I think I think definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the main things, like speaking of the city, one of the main things we talk about in the episode is like the surprises on the train, like surprises just being in New York City. One of like the biggest things that surprised me was like the shit that I see on the train. What's like the biggest thing that surprised you after moving to the city? Ooh, the biggest thing that surprised me. Hmm. Um, 
I would say, uh, hmm, if we're talking train specifically, I would say, um, I I didn't realize that uh, when 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 people are holding the uh, the emergency door open and trying to let you through, that they're trying to let you through with the stipulation that like you would pay two fifty <laughs> to go through, go through a turnstile. Like you haven't through. been a sucker and did that, right? You just walked through. You well, gotta I, have some New York confidence. Yeah. I did. I did a number of times. Just walk through. Have you ever was, paid someone two fifty? I've never paid two fifty. Oh, I like I like to, I like to, I like to throw them something now because it's it seems like a good little good little entrepreneurial uh, thing that they got. Yeah, going nice on. little scheme. Everyone was all everyone always showed love when I just walked through. Everyone was always always happy still to have the door open for me, even when I was just head down walking through. Wait, yeah. Joe, Joe, you've been in Albany a lot, so you are new to the city. Have you gotten caught up with all the people living on the streets? Are you giving money to everyone? That passes you. I, f- I feel like my brother and her sister, like, they walk to New York, and then they start just giving out. Everyone's asking for money, and my brother just takes out his wallet and is like, okay, here you go, here you go, here you go. And I'm just like, nah, we don't we don't have that kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I would love to, to be able to just sling it like that. But, yeah, no, I mean, I can't. Not, not everyone. I was going to say, you've, you've learned. <laughs> yeah. You've learned. You've moved to the city a yeah. little bit enough to know that. Yeah. But Erin, uh, through the earlier this episode, she gave us a nice history lesson about Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh. Yeah, and- from New York. So <laughs> She's very I, excited about the history I, lesson. I am excited because Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh from New York, rappers, they were the ones who started storytelling rap. Their song, The Show, it's like seven minutes long. It was fully freestyled, um, and it's like a documented conversation between... It's like Rick and Dougie Fresh. So, yeah, that was like, since our episode is like about New York and it's rap based, um, I thought like we needed a little history lesson on who started it all. I think I think that's that's uh, that's terrific to start with that history. And I definitely I need to uh, I need to re up on my knowledge of those two guys specifically. So you're sure. telling me you don't know who Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh are? Oh, I know no. who they are, but I don't know what if you're gonna start asking me about their catalogs. I'm probably gonna <laughs> well, get exposed. But. Well, they're they're known for their storytelling rap and. I wanted to ask you, I, I just want to know, Don, wow, I just called you Donnie, Joey. Yeah, I, I Joey. got confused with the name. Joey, do you know how to freestyle? Uh, freestyling is a very, very funny uh, mm, leg of my experience. I don't, it's just never been, it's never been exactly how I, how I write. Um, it's never been something that, yeah. We won't put you on the spot then. That has, <laughs> that has felt like a, a specific skill set of mine. I've always been a I've always been a pen and notebook guy. Okay, so if Joey can't do it, Aaron, you're up. Do you want, I, do you want to give I us? I mean, freestyle? I guess it, I don't. I don't want to hurt you guys. I don't want to take over take over Joey's career. I mean. Yeah, no, you can't be doing that to me. Yeah, no, we have him on the show. What What do I look like trying to take his spotlight? <laughs> yeah, and no one asked me to freestyle. It's okay. I'm on SoundCloud. Just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so Joey. I, I would really love to know because I just called you Donnie. Your band name's Thirty One Donnie, mm-hmm. and so how how do you get from Joey to Donnie? What's the origin of your of your name? Um, hmm. I could uh, I, I could speak to to Thirty One a little bit, um, but I'm I'm not gonna lie. Donnie was just very very random. Donnie was just like I had I had probably like two years of music where like I was when I referred to myself in the third person, it just, it just started becoming Donnie. 
And it was like, I wanted like, uh, at first I wanted like uh, that to be like a, a alternate persona. My The name I was rapping under was, it used to be Joey Aloysius, which was just like a family name. And I thought it would like, I thought it would have cool cachet because like when people see Aloysius written out, no one could spell A-L-O-Y-S-I-U-S. So like no one could ever spell it. So I wanted to... I wanted to like get into conversations the same way like people will argue over like Jahani Aiko's name, um, but yeah, eventually it just felt Donnie felt right to you know what I mean, as the as the real uh, the real full on persona. Thirty one was was um, um, I would say I, like originally sort of like flipping the the unlucky thirteen. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, that's wait, that's so fun. Um, but it was also like, um, this is this is always a highly disputed concept. But I always okay, bring it to us. (laughs) We're ready. Thirty-one for me was like the, it was like the signifying number of like the last day in a month. Um, albeit that there are thirty days in some months, but the majority are thirty-one, and that's the longest. So it always felt like, um, uh, like uh, embracing change, like looking forward, next chapter, next step sort of thing so i always gravitated towards that number and 31 donnie just felt like it had a ring to it that i liked and yeah, it, does. it to- does totally works yeah it sounds like every aspect of your name has like is you setting yourself up for success like to be an icon kind of yeah I, I th- you know what i mean i think so yeah <laughs> i like that I, like I, that. I feel like i appreciate it yeah thank you for sharing because i definitely appreciate it now and now that when i'm listening to you i'll be like oh 31 and i'll have that outlook too yeah you'll hear you if you listen through thinking about like oh he's obsessed with like months and seasons and like season change you'll start to realize that i can't go like four bars without coming back to like <laughs> referencing a season or yeah say like, <laughs> or like um so that that imagery was always something that i really loved and do you have a peak season i know we just entered fall mm, it's interesting because i want to be more of a fall person like i really try to push myself because it's like fall is a beautiful 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 <laughs> month or a beautiful season rather but um the winter i'm just not built for and i find that like <laughs> I find that the fall always just that seasonal depression hits in. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, all, I'm, I'm already, I'm already like looking ahead with a little bit of dread. But yeah. I'm trying to shake that because if you could really stay in the moment, fall is a great season. It's nice, <laughs> and even though it lasts three seconds, right? It, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So, um, we have a corresponding playlist that goes along um, with every episode. Um, from that playlist, obviously, you're on it. But from that playlist, who would you choose to go to dinner with, dead or alive? Mm, okay, well, first off, I'm I'm humbled to uh I'm humbled to make an appearance on that playlist. Um, love to start with that. Um, but um, I I would say at this moment, and I mean, I'm sure you you might get this answer uh more than once, and I would love to be like a little more original with it, but I'll probably have to say hold. Um, I just think in terms of like, um, in terms of both the music and like, um, someone being like aware of what their impact has been on the world. I think that like, it just, it's funny. It's fun. Like even if you look at that list and say dead or alive, it's this funny thing. Cause it's like, I don't know. Living legend is like a, uh, overused term probably, but yeah. like, I don't know who you could 
point to more than Jay-Z and say that, like, he just, um, yeah, I feel like you could just learn so much from him, and uh, there's a wild amount of admiration. Listening to his verse on the new on the new Khaled album, I don't know if uh, you guys have stumbled on that yet, but it's just, I mean, it's amazing, amazing to, like, to hear him speak at this point, and I saw that you had, you got Reasonable Doubt songs on that playlist yeah. as well, and so, like, to think back to, like, yeah, it was 94, um, and the, like, the person that he's grown into musically is obviously, like, unbelievable, but um, just, like, the amount of power that he's harnessed and, like, the the transparency of, like, being in these rooms with these, like, moguls of business and being, like, very transparent about the fact that, like, I'm here in part because, like, I sold crack because I had to sell crack to get to where I was going. Um, sort of, like, flipping certain, um, like, standards of behavior that are probably do a lot more harm than good, like, flipping those on their head and knowing how much, like, how much power he has to have in the world to be able to do that. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable. So, I'm, I'm going to say hope for the... Uh, for the dinner okay cool i like i like that answer it was very well thought out i don't think we were expecting such like a no that was very yeah. deep and thoughtful <laughs> i i don't i definitely agree i love that my answer was biggie because like who like it's biggie yeah no i mean <laughs> that would definitely be a very very um another following question just relating to the playlist not just dinner but like if you could collab with someone who do you think who who would be your first person to go to from that playlist? My favorite. Um, a little different because yeah. one person you might want to like be on the dinner table with, you know, eating steak, but then someone else in the recording room. It's a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Could be the same answer. No, collab, I probably, I probably have to say Aaliyah. Um, I like that. That was so good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I think that just like just sound wise, I know that like what type of sounds that I could bounce off of. Um, and yeah, if I was working with an Aaliyah hook, uh, you know what I mean. That that's unstoppable too. Yeah, I would be very very. She's badass. <laughs> She's yeah. beautiful. Be R.I.P. To see uh, see what that sound ended up really being. Um, yeah, I love that. I don't think we were expecting that answer either. <laughs> but that's sick. Um, all right, so moving away from, like, the playlist and the content of the episode, um, we want to know when you started making music and what motivates you to continue to create the music that you make. Um, I mean, I've always, uh, I've always loved it. Um, I've always loved music and also, like, um, like, writing, be it, like, like poetry or, or shorter form stuff um and so I think it was like always there for me um but it just took me a long time to like really see myself in it um I I don't know I grew up in like a very uh very suburban environment and like when I was really young like it was pretty much just like it was like Tupac Big L mm. um yeah like some some big stuff but like a lot of Nas, like, I listened to fucking, uh, like, Cannabis, like, all these guys were, like, it was, it was just clearly, like, um, 
I, I loved something, but it was like separate from who I was. And um, I think as I got older and um, the hip hop, like as a genre, obviously like always has its roots where it's at, but like kind of like evolved to embrace a lot of different styles. Um, so once I reached the point where I could really see myself in it, then it was the rest was sort of history. Um, I just I was like so thrilled to like be able to put stuff together that I thought really was great and like and like really feel like it made sense as a final product. Um, my bad, but what the question was? No, no, that was no, that was, no, that was covered, perfect. You cover, you even covered the next question because we were gonna ask who your biggest inspirations are when it comes to music. Are those your biggest inspirations, the um, artists that you mentioned, or are they different? Um, I mean, yeah, funny, I guess, yeah, different phases of inspiration. I would say for sure, like when I started seeing myself in it, it was definitely, um, it was definitely, like. I would say when when Mac Miller and Earl Sweatshirt and Vince Staples really started making music together, um, that's when I was able to like to really see myself in it and 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 say like okay the the type of things that I'm that I'm writing the types of like emotions that I think I can tap into when I'm and and, and then like depicts in like a meaningful way that really hits for other people like to to be able to see them do that in like such a, like an exciting and captivating way that's when i was i felt like i was sure that, that i could do something that would be interesting to people um so i got to uh i gotta say in a, yeah in a lot of senses yeah probably probably those three guys it's actually funny you could fact check with aaron but the first time she played your music i said his stuff reminds me of Earl Sweatshirt, a little bit of Danny Brown, and then okay. like in the in the bigger group you're in, yeah, uh, yeah. I said Brockhampton, I, but I did say Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, and that was the you, first. So you're spot on with 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 your influences, right. inspiration. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because he's like a he's a unique rapper. He definitely has a distinct sound. So yeah, no, super distinct, super distinct. Do you have a specific song or verse from a song you made that like is your like it song? You know, or like just like lyric you're like most proud of and I like I know it's like probably kids you can't choose a favorite one but like is there one you're most connected to you're willing to share um hmm, of my own of my own my own work yeah of your own work okay um ooh, um we have uh we have one song that we that we uh that we did together called free her and i i mean in a lot of ways it was it was the flow that really uh that i think really like set that one apart um more than any one any one bar but i think that like um that was one where i was really able to to like tap into like a lot of different pieces of of, of who i was um and um yeah and also just like I don't things things felt like they came together in the right way on that like like in terms of like like wordplay and imagery sort of like working in tandem um I think that was that was the one where like when I listened back all the all the every syllable like felt like it was used uh 
how I wanted it to be used, which doesn't always work out sometimes. It, the stars align pretty much for yeah. the song. Yeah. But yeah, when something's meant to be made, like it, it's going to come together. So I guess. Yeah, that that's how that's what I like to believe. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I hit wall, walls where it's not happening for me. Well, but yeah. so it's always like an artist block, you know. And sometimes you just need a little time or new inspiration to figure out the right flow or yeah, no, creativity. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody who wants to start pursuing music or just start following their creative passion in general? Hmm. Um. I would say. Um. Yeah, I would say, as cliche as maybe it sounds on the surface, I would say that like you gotta you gotta find a way to like to be yourself and see yourself in the work, um, because I think at least at least for me, um, and this might be a this might be a disputed take, but uh, I think that a lot of we like the hot topics. <laughs> yeah, you you, <laughs> you speak your truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that um, like a lot of people who who get into like creative fields of a, of a lot of different types, I think um, have like this dichotomy between um, like being like ultra confident and then, and then very, very hard on themselves. So like um, I think that to even want to like do something really creative as an outlet, at least to me, it's always felt like you must, you must have like seen, heard, experienced like other creative things that you like, that made such an impression on you that there were moments that you were kind of trying to be that thing. Um, and that those can be like important sort of like, like thought exercises or good little, like good to kind of find your sound or find your voice or find your pen, whatever it is. But um, I think that for me, it really became most rewarding. And like, I really started to, to um, get a different sort of response and a different sort of traction to music when it was um, really truly like some sort of like representation of, of myself and like not only because of like um, not only because of like these ultra deep reasons of like why you would do something creatively but even just like when you think about like how people pop off right now and like how much how image-based it is it's like if if your sound and and your image and how people are perceiving you don't line up in a way that um is like interesting in some way um then it's never really gonna it's never people aren't gonna be able to like have something to really grab onto um no, that makes I a lot of that. sense. Yeah, like I, th I think even I could relate to that as someone who does a lot of screenwriting. Aaron does too. I feel like a, a real writing, you always have like a little bit of a piece of you in it, or I, I don't know. That's how I feel like most connected. And probably my proudest work. At least there's, I don't know. I feel very ingrained in it to some degree. And if you can't see like where your characters are going, like, like through day to day, like you just have to like feel one with what you're making to some degree. No, I, yeah, I think for sure. It's funny because. Uh... I don't remember exactly when me and Aaron met. I don't remember exactly um, at which point I started talking about music, but I believe that we talked about like writing short stories, yeah, screenwriting type type stuff, like character development. Um, it's all, key. All of that, like, I believe I and I could be wrong. No, you're I right. Before we even start, started talking about music, um, and so I was always into 
into writing, into into short stories. Um, and I think that, yeah, like that when you're when you're creating something that's emotional, and I mean, I, I guess rap in general is like is maybe more so is is like a transparent thing. You're supposed to be able to like stand behind those words maybe more than in, in other art forms. Certainly more than in in screenwriting perhaps, but I think that that is always the truth where it's like, there's going to be the story you're telling and then you're going to have like your own well of like emotions and feelings and experiences and what have you. And like, you got to find the right balance between those two things um, because it can become like too self-indulgent at times where it's like, you can sort of start losing sight of the final product a little bit um, if you're too focused on just like getting everything that's inside of you out of you like um yeah i i totally agree with that i like i've definitely written stories where like the main character is me and i'm like reading the story and i'm like i don't like i don't like this like what is happening right <laughs> so i i totally agree but um yeah I, I, it's, it's about finding the right balance yeah. and balance is hard to find these days it but really i feel is. like it's just a work in progress and fluid yeah <laughs> But we can, we can move to one last lighter question. Um, I think the fans would like to know, all the listeners. So Erin does this segment at the end part of our episode where she says what's in and out of style in Erin's opinion. And the hot topic of this week is, Erin, would you like to introduce it? It's okay. So it's Nike socks. And like, like the white I, elites or the yeah. the well, mid cap no, no the, the the mid calves whatever <laughs> the, yeah like just the plain white Nike tube socks with just the black Nike sign like what I'm wearing right now yeah <laughs> um so basically I say they're out because people are wearing them with like regular outfits and you know I've done it too but it's been it's been too long I feel like. She you called know. it adolescent, and I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like these socks are okay. I wear them every day. I feel like it doesn't matter if they don't ma- if they don't match or whatever. Okay, what's your opinion? Can um, the Nike socks still be cool? Can the Nike socks still be cool? Like, what socks are you wearing right now? Uh, the socks are <laughs> out. Um, okay, so right like, now I think I, it's I, like I, have, I have Dicky socks on right now. Shut oh, up, honestly, maybe that's in. Maybe Nike maybe? socks are out and Dicky socks are in. Honestly. Joey, you might be on to something. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Um, yeah. I mean, these aren't sh- these aren't socks I probably would have rocked like if I had shorts on. The socks, more, <laughs> yeah. the socks are more part of the ensemble. I don't know if these are the socks I would have chosen. I, honestly, my wardrobe in general is is more of like a, it's more of like a collection of 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 brands of people that I know creatively. Um, through, He's through well connected. Say, <laughs> Joey's I would, cool. Yeah, I would say yeah. If if you want midcaps, I would say yeah. Get some Silk City midcaps. Silk City. Yeah. Shout out, shout out my boy Royce. Um, he has a brand Silk City. Um, He's from he's from Harlem. He works with with uh, two of the guys that he he grew up with in Harlem. Um, and so yeah, Silk City is a big piece of my wardrobe. And they came out with with all different color midcaps. I think they've been selling them for like two years now. But yeah, so that's really that. Those are the socks that I would have loved to have on at this moment. If you could, if you could choose. <laughs> well, okay. I think that's so. That just like solidifies that I'm right. I'm outnumbered. It's okay. I guess. I, out, I guess I'm out. Socks in Silk City or um, Dickie's. Sure you, Dickie's honorable mention. Yeah, Dickie's honorable but mention. But promote small small businesses oh, yeah. or um, big business. Yeah, I I mean. I, 
yeah, the swoosh is always gonna be the swoosh. I'm not saying do away with the swoosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tastefully, yeah. here, here and there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it always just felt like uh, I was fortunate to have people around me who were doing things that like I that were just that were that like I had so much admiration for. Um, and so it was like a selfish thing and uh and like a uh a matter of trying to like support certain people. It's like I have love for all those people and I do want to support all those people and like in part like when I buy things of theirs it's like it's for the love, but like in a lot of ways it's yeah, it's people that I have like a lot of creative admiration for who are like doing this legwork to design even socks like the right way and 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 like create the color palettes and like and build these logos and, and place them you know what i mean so it was it always felt like a, a no-brainer for me yeah i think honestly that's the perfect way to end this interview honestly because like that's the name of the game that's like why we are making this podcast we want to uplift not just smaller music artists but we want to uplift just artists in general um and push them forward so i mean that was a perfect segue you You set us up for that (laughs) you really did um yeah so yeah thank you everybody for watching two weeks from tuesday i'm your host delia bloom i'm your host aaron and our special guest 31 donnie pleasure Uh, to be here check him out on spotify and instagram uh make sure to listen to a song on our corresponding playlist could have never been me and uh that's a wrap thank you guys thank you